Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Seems like everybody's out today, huh, J.D.? Everybody's out enjoying this spectacular Bay Area Saturday. Yeah, uh, driving through uh, Vacaville today, people out of mm-hmm. the pumpkin patch, and uh, we've been uh, enjoying saying hi to everybody here at Friedman's. It's Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson, live from Friedman's Fall Clearance Sales event this weekend only at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill featuring live cooking demonstrations and one-of-a-kind specials on appliances. We're out here for another hour uh, we'd love for you to come by and say hi. If you can't make it before 4, make sure you get out of here this weekend uh, for this uh, very special event. And if you're uh, in the market for an appliance, I mean, shame on you if you don't come out here, J.D., because it's it, all here. It's just tremendous. Yeah, and they had the, the grills going out front, a lot of great food. And, and, Are you full and yet? Drink and drink. No, not quite. We still have an hour to go. I'm, I'm pacing myself for the, well for the final hour here. But, yeah, just a, it's a terrific atmosphere. A lot of people flowing in, just in, enjoying the setup and just looking at, at all the, the wonderful uh, appliances. And the staff here doesn't get any better, just friendly mm-hmm. folks, mm-hmm. willing to help, wanting yep. to show you how everything works, and uh, really looking to, to find the right fit for for your home, for mm-hmm. your area with, with a lot of these different different uh, different things that they have to offer. Now, there was a very nice lady that came up a little while ago. And was she talking to you? Is it the first time we've had someone talk to you while you're on there? Did she not actually? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I think it was more. I think it was more toward you. Like, okay. hey, what are you, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> We'd love to tell you, but yeah, well, yeah. I'd love it. Love saying hi. Uh, mentioned that we we met the great Gene, great Warrior fan Gene, who's very excited about this season. He is. Although he, I, I mean, I, I'm reluctant to even mention this, but he had a Steph Curry hot take of all hot takes. He did. Yeah, he went over to one of those uh, ovens back there at Friedman's. Yeah, put, just put, his, put, put it in there and then brought his, out that with the oven mitt. Yeah. The take is so hot. And he said, yeah. here it is. And we were, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about, hey, pay Jordan Poole, and is Draymond going to opt out? And, and what do you do with Wiggins? Mm-hmm. And 
And I mean, do you want uh, do, do you want me to say it? Do you want me it's to say up what to you said, or do it's you want to I can't be responsible. I think we should say hey. it. Yeah, I think we okay. should save it for next time. Gene calls when we're on. Okay, the air. and then we'll and then we'll get back into it again. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was, and it wasn't it wasn't Steph wasn't good or great or anything like that. Yeah, it was just it was. Yeah, right, I what, I'm gonna leave it at that. I wonder what Gene thought of ESPN's top five, which we touched uh, touched on earlier. ESPN top five in the NBA this year: five Steph Curry, four Joel Embiid, three Luka, uh, two uh, Jokic, and number one Giannis. You know, I think people in the Bay Area get a little too easily bent out of shape about you know Curry slotted because of this said, that said. But this is ridiculous. Steph Curry fifth, Joel Embiid fourth. Luke a third? Yeah, that's, I'd have Curry above those two yeah. at this point. And I think we can quibble, and you mentioned Jokic and Giannis, you know, one and two, who should be there. I think that's fine. Steph should be three at this point. I was a little surprised LeBron didn't make that list. Usually mm. they always got a little something for LeBron, mm, but yeah. I think that makes sense uh, to have to have LeBron off the list at this point. But, yeah, I, I think I would have gone, and look, it's year to year, but Jokic has won the MVP consecutive years now. I'd go Jokic, Giannis at this point. Wouldn't quibble with you if you went Giannis, Jokic, Steph, and then I would probably go Luka 4, Embiid 5. Before we get back to uh, the 49ers and the Broncos and what the Broncos are doing, what they plan to do about the terrible issues they've been having staying organized, I got a confession to make, J.D., that I don't think you're going to like, speaking of the NBA here. I've gotten to the point now where I am willing to give the in-season tournament a try. Oh, no, don't, don't, no. The in-season tournament, and here's why I say that. You're, you're playing most of these games anyway, right? The way it's set up, yeah. these games are going to be played anyway. So there would be basically in the tournament, there'd be one extra game that's not already on the yeah, schedule. If you've got, name for me two teams that you really wouldn't care that much about watching. Uh, Orlando and Detroit. Okay. See, I actually kind of like both those teams. But, I, I, yeah, I understand your point. If they're going to play in November on a Tuesday, if it's part of the, you know, the Freedman's Cup or whatever it is, eh, maybe. Maybe that adds a little more juice. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> so why not? I'm willing to give it a try. I don't think it has any chance. I think, aren't you the one that pointed out to me that Mark Cuban said, yeah, we're, we're not yeah, even going to participate? We'll just rest our we're, players during those games. We're, we're going to make those we're, less important. We're not going to do that. So, yeah, I don't think it has much of a chance, but maybe if they give it a shot and it just, you know, totally, you can't say tanks in the NBA because everybody tanks, but if it just uh, just it doesn't yeah. generate any interest whatsoever, maybe it goes away. Leave me out of it. I just, I, I, I want it to. I just, You're a purist. You want to play well, for the even, trophy. Well, I just – yeah, you play for the trophy. Like, what does it matter? Like, if you, if you win this midseason tournament, okay, maybe a little extra cash here or there. Like, to me, it's just – if you want to – if you want to – Well, just, that's it's it. It's just faux drama. Yeah. It's, hey, there's it's, a – hello. faux drama. Oh, a little dog hi. coming up saying, hi, hi. how are you doing? Hello. Hey, how What's are the you? dog's name? George. Hi, George. George. Hey, George. <laughs> George, what's up? What's going on, George? Good to meet you, George. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of the in-season tournament, George? No, he just walked no, away. No, I he doesn't like it. Doesn't, care doesn't like it. it. Doesn't like it. Uh, you're right. That's what it's going to come down to. It's like, what are you playing for? What does it matter? The players aren't really going to care, and the fans, there's no way you can train fans, if you will, to get excited about 
the idea is supposed to be like a team like Orlando. Well, maybe they're not going to, you know, they don't have a chance to win a title, but hey, they could win the Freedman's Cup this year, so I, the fans going to get excited. But they're not. No, they're not. And I just, it, to me, it's just how this thing is going to be packaged, too, because the TV rights and different things, and like, oh, ESPN's going to get these games, and TNT's going to yeah, get these games. Yeah. And it's going to, I'm going to hate it even more once we get to that point because they're going to oversell it and overhype it and, will, will you, and over-dramatize it, and that's... Will you give me this? And maybe you won't, but would you give me this? If you have one of these games... I probably won't. And it's a tournament game, and therefore, maybe the teams put their best foot forward in a way they wouldn't. There's no... There's no load management because hey, this is a this is a championship game for the Freedman's Cup or whoever. I just don't think Freedman it's going to. I just like, don't think it's going to work. don't want their name associated with that. I just don't think it's going to work. I don't think. Wouldn't it be a better product though for that one game if it matters to the point where at least if it, teams are going to play their better players? If more. it mattered to that point, yes. But I just don't think it, I it will, don't think it will matter. I just, you're assuming it will. I'm assuming it will not matter. Your, your boy, Commissioner Silver. I just don't think he's going to let go on that. Oh, I think it's going to happen. I, th- I think it's going to happen, and then ultimately it will probably be a disaster, and they'll just ditch it. Yeah. That Especially if you're you know, a team like the Warriors. Yeah, you, you wouldn't care. So many teams wouldn't care. A lot of, I mean, yeah. a lot of teams wouldn't care. And it actually could care. get in the way of uh, the efforts to win the championship for some of those teams. No doubt. Uh, just to me, it, it's, they're all regular season games. Like you can say, oh, playing tournament this, whatever. Uh, Not playing, but – or, or in-season in season yeah. tournament. Yeah. They're just – to the good teams, they're just regular season. You didn't like – you didn't want the uh, the play-in either, and that's worked out, right? It's worked out. I that's still don't love it. That's what the commissioner would say. It's still – it's two different things. But. I still don't love it, but it's – I guess it's worked out all right, I guess. Mm-hmm. We still haven't had that scenario where a team that really shouldn't be in the playoffs knocks out a team that – really should be in the play. You could say maybe the Clippers. And I'll I'll admit, I liked seeing the Clippers end up out. Yeah. I liked seeing the Clippers end up out. (laughs) I did like seeing the Clippers end up not making it because the Pelicans knocked it, even though the Pelicans had no business being in the playoffs. Pelicans might be good this year. Yeah, we'll see. They might be. If Zion's ready to go, I'm not sure how he's going to, you know, fit in with everything, but they have a chance. They certainly were playing better basketball at the end of last year than they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they – are they going to be – all right. Hey, They're now certainly we're, a threat to win the in-season tournament. Hey, now we're, hey, now, now we're a 47-win team based on like, – Well, that, are they to more me, apt, that would be Well, no, 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 but are, are they more apt to be a 40 – and spending too much time probably on the Pelicans here, but for, for 30 seconds, are they, are they more apt to be a 47-win team in your mind than get off to a 7-13 and 13 start? Well, like, and, and to your point, yeah. Like, and I feel like they're more apt to get off to a 7-13 and 13 They start. got off to that horrible start last and just, year. Like, yeah, I, and they it, still ended up salvaging their season. Right, although they won, what, how many games, 33 or 34? Yeah, or but they played well in the postseason. They threw a scare in, uh, they threw a scare in Phoenix, didn't they? Get they Phoenix did, a little bit and of that, a scare? that was the first sign yeah. that something wasn't right with Phoenix. Well, Phoenix, the company line there is uh, we all got COVID, and that's what happened. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. what happened there, well. yeah. Worked out. Yeah. Worked out for the Warriors. I'll yeah. Say. All right. Yeah, Warriors got camp going uh, already. First practice today. Iguodala not participating, but that's okay. He's in the fold. He's ready to go. It's going to be another dramatic season. Hey, you don't sign Andre Iguodala for September. Right. Isn't that's... it weird? You look back at last year, and there were, like, different segments. And you could say this about any season, but there were discernible segments to the season last year for the Warriors as 
that great start. Like, wow, this team's legit. This team, and then I remember, you know, New Year's when they played so well uh, at Utah after playing so well in Phoenix and Christmas. This is a, a contender. Then you had that period where uh, they were playing poorly and Clay came back and he wasn't playing well. Draymond got hurt. Then the end of the year when Steph got hurt, going into the playoffs, and it looked like, yeah, they just don't have it. And then once the postseason started, boom. Well, they had everybody they were a back. Team again. They, yeah. they had everybody back at that point, and the question was, could they could they get everybody on the same page? And they were. I, I think opponent helped. Like playing Denver was a good matchup for them to get everybody on the same page. But I mean, who cares about that? They did it, mm -hmm. and and they got everybody on the same page. And and again, that top six remained healthy throughout the duration of that, which I think really that benefited them more than anything. They had issues with others being injured a little bit, but not in the playoffs. They had that top six throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I just remember there were so many questions when the playoffs began. Uh, can Poole adjust to his new role? Can Is Steph healthy enough to carry the team? Is Draymond healthy enough? Clay had been playing, you know, so up and down. Could he be consistent during the postseason? Then once the playoffs started, it was just boom. It all, it all came together for him. So, yeah, that was very impressive. But speaking of... Uh, Denver tomorrow, the 49ers and the Denver Broncos. I mentioned the Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570. Just asking people if they're seeing the game more like me, feeling like, you know, this could be a comfortable win for the Niners, or more like you, who is very wary of these Denver Broncos. 415, Jimmy G, over 200 yards and no interceptions. That's a prediction, 49ers win. That's from Don in San Francisco. Jimmy G, over 200, throwing, no picks, Niners win. Uh, Don in the city checking in with that. This was another interesting one from the 916 going back to last week. And I, I could feel this in Levi Stadium. I want to know what you thought of it uh, as well, just as somebody watching from the outside. Uh, the 916 writes, does anyone else feel the anxiety relax a bit once Jimmy was on the field? I'm excited to see Trey play and grow, but there are so many unknowns. I felt like I was holding my breath when he was in. Jimmy has his limitations, but he's familiar. I felt more relaxed once he got the team rolling. Sure. I think the team did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because with Trey, there were just so many questions. It was a matter of we got to give him a chance to show what he can do. we got to give him a chance to show that he can be so much better than Jimmy, but we don't know. Kyle Shannon didn't know. Trey Lance didn't know. Nobody knew. And now it's more like, well, it's just a known commodity. So there's less concern. And again, I've said this a million times, for there to be that much uncertainty regarding the quarterback situation on a team that could win a championship, I can't remember any other team that went through that. So it's really an incredibly unique and unusual situation. It's just, I, I, just, I mean, even to think of, like, I, there isn't, a situation that I can ever think of where you go to the backup quarterback and people think you've got a better shot. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. The only scenario that I can think of where a team benefited from going to the backup quarterback, even though they didn't know they were going to at the time, was when Brady won that first Super Bowl with the Patriots back yeah. in 2001 because Drew Bledsoe was the starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. He got hurt. They went to Brady, and then all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh, it's Tom Brady guy is pretty good." But they were, you know, they were, they weren't. This was, this was when Tom Brady was throwing short stuff and play action, and they were running the ball 25 times a game. Like it was, it was, it wasn't the Tom Brady that we've all come to know in terms right. of slinging it. But even then, he was a more polished quarterback than Trey Lance. Absolutely, but that's, but that's the only scenario that I can think of where it's just worked out. I know, you know 
Nick Foles won the Super Bowl going way back. Jeff Hostetler with the Giants won the Super Bowl as a, as a backup quarterback. Like backup quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl, the actual game. Um, I think what Trent Dilfer, I don't think, was the starter initially the year that the Ravens won. I think, wasn't it Tony Banks? Yeah. I think in, uh, originally. Um, so, like, there have been scenarios where it's worked out, but I don't know that there's been a scenario where anyone believed that you were getting better at the time, if that uh, makes sense. Did I ever tell you the story about when uh, Rod Woodson was uh, on the air and he had Shannon Sharp on and they were talking about that team and how bad the offense was? The Ravens yeah. Super Bowl team. Yeah, and Rod Woodson was in for Kreidler, so we're, it was me and Dibley and, and Rod Woodson, and he, he said, oh, let me call uh, Shannon Sharp. So they had Shannon Sharp on. <laughs> and so they were talking about that team. Shannon Sharp said, look, here's what we would do. I would go to Ray or Rod, and I would say, how many points do you guys need this week? And they would say, seven. And Shannon would say, okay, we'll get we'll you get seven. seven. We'll get you seven. Because <laughs> they knew with that defense, they didn't need many. And they didn't have, you know, the most dynamic offense. No. And, look, you know, whether that was forcing turnovers. or I mean, they had the ability to force turnovers and yeah. short fields. And, I mean, sometimes their defense would score. I think they held teams to 11 a game. Or something. It was yeah. something like that. Yeah. 11 a game over the 16. So a unique scenario there. Uh, well, 49er, what, what are they giving us? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think this 13 week. 13 a game, right? Uh, of a team that was a Super Bowl contender with a young, unproven quarterback. And the only one that comes to mind, J.D., is uh, the AFC title game Jets with back-to-back years with Mark Sanchez. That, again, was a little different because that also was a team that, you know, it was Rex Ryan, and they were really a defensive-minded team. But they did get to the AFC title game two years in a row. Point being, it's just so rare to do what the 49ers had been trying to do with Trey Lance. I understand why they tried to do it, and as you said earlier, maybe it still works. He comes back next year. But it was really unusual, and now at the very least, okay, you don't have to worry about that uncertainty. You've no. got a known commodity. No. And, and you, yeah, you know you have a known commodity, and you know you can win regular season games with them, and you know you can win playoff games with them. The only thing you don't know is can you win the last game of the season with them. Like, that's the only thing you don't know. And even at that, you could say, well, you were up 10 and had a shot. Like, like there isn't a limiting quality. I think the fan base may look at it like there's a limiting quality. Like, well, he can't get it done. Right? Yeah. Well, that's, I was going to ask you. But, what but, is, but I, don't think, I don't think that exists in the locker room. Was he the reason why the 49ers didn't, haven't won a Super Bowl yet? Part of it. I mean, I think he's part of it. I, I think you could make that case. Mm-hmm. I mean, that clearly is what Kyle Shanahan was thinking. I, I, I mean, whether it was the throw to Sanders or maybe just not being a little bit better in that Super Bowl. I don't think he was having a particularly good game. I know we've talked about that a lot, uh, although others have said, hey, he was in line to probably be the MVP had they won. And the which, team didn't play that well in that game. No. The, the officials didn't help me either. No, they didn't. And, and I think, you know, the, some of the playoff games that they won because of a block field goal or running the ball 30 times or whatever, uh, you know, those things are – those things are all rele- you know, relevant to the equation, but you can win playoff games with them. Can they Can they win the Super Bowl with them? I personally think they can win the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I'm not one of those that would rule it out because they showed they, they could get close enough to – like, just because you didn't doesn't mean you can't. Yeah, I think and that – I understand why they made the, uh, the trade to get the rights to Trey Lance, um, but I think they may have overcorrected. And I think maybe it was uh, an overreaction 
Um, but we'll see. I understand why they did it, and maybe Trey Lance ends up having a great career. But given where they were and what Jimmy's given them, I think we talked earlier about how maybe they overreacted to what the Rams were doing with uh, Matt Stafford. Maybe they, maybe Kyle Shanahan outsmarted himself a little bit. Maybe, and, and we'll see. And maybe it winds up working out. I, I think for this season, and I've said it many times, I do think they have a better chance to go farther this season with Garoppolo at quarterback than they would have with Lance. Like yeah. To me, there were, some, there were just some early red flags, like point blank, whether it was the inconsistency in training camp, whether it was the way the first game played out, I think that that showed sort of what we were talking about of, you know, can a quarterback play at a certain level that you can win win with, where Jimmy has that knack of putting up certain numbers and you win when a lot of other quarterbacks don't. I thought Trey Lance's stat line in the Bears game, not putting it all on him, but his stat line in the Bears game were in, in, that, in line with, hey, that's the kind of stat line where a lot of quarterbacks mm -hmm. don't win, mm -hmm. and he didn't win. And, mm -hmm. and you know, again, is it all his fault? No. Obviously, we know about all, all the things that didn't go well in that game. Not on him. But it, so you're set up better, I think, moving forward now for having him. And it just it relieves the elephant in the room, which is the fact that now the players don't have to be worried about is there going to be a switch yeah. week to week. Right. Because, and, and I'll say this. I mean, I, I said it week one. They were I, – I think they would have won. If, and, and I'm not saying Garoppolo should have started either, but I think they would have won if Garoppolo had been the starter in Chicago. I think they would have won. Um, like if they had just run it back and he was the starting quarterback, I think they would have won that game. They, they were going to win the game against Seattle with Trey. Like they, Seattle was in that Trey looked like he was going to have a better game, you know, better game. And they, they would have won off, if that guy was the starting quarterback. They got off to the lead in that game. So it's, I'm, not, I'm not putting that down in any way. But that wasn't going to end the conversation. Like if he had gone to Denver and they had lost and he didn't play well, it was going to start to creep back in. Like, like that chatter about will there be a – the only way it was going to not happen is if they win and he plays well. Like, that's the, the bottom line. And, you know, if they lose in Denver and they're one and two, then you got the Rams, what happens then? Like, like it was just – it was going away. You know why they're not going to lose in Denver is because – and I know it's, it's not his first time he's been there, so he's kind of downplayed this. But for Kyle Shanahan, it is something of a homecoming. And players are going to – they're going to take care of him. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I just I just keep I feel like people are a little too down on Denver or a little too centric on everybody watched him. Like oh everybody watched him play Seattle and and that was you know bad and the coach and this and then oh they barely beat the Texans. They're not that good. Like I, there's just a little to me the injuries are the best thing going for the Niners. Yeah. As yeah. far as some key Denver players that we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh Judy uh, among others, and so I, it just—that's the the best the best thing the Niners. You mentioned Draymond Jones yeah. also, yeah. Yeah, Draymond Jones as well, and Pat, Patrick Sertain uh, with a shoulder questionable. All three of those guys questionable. And what's the um, what's the Schefter report today about what Denver's doing uh, to kind of stabilize their their coaching staff and maybe take some of the pressure off uh, the overwhelmed Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, uh, they hired uh, former Ravens special teams coordinator, uh, assistant head coach and special teams coordinator Jerry Rosberg uh, as a senior assistant to help with game day decisions. So he's going to help uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, he's been with the Broncos this week. He'll be in the booth on you Sunday that's night. A really, does that, is that a bad look? It's a bad look that you didn't already have somebody. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, the Niners have somebody. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle, Kyle Shanahan has somebody. Most teams do have somebody. Like, to me, that's – I agree with you. You just – and it, whether it's, you know, somebody that has other responsibilities on game day as well or yeah. whatever. It's just somebody that can yeah. say, hey, make sure you punt here. <laughs> hey, hey, to start taking your timeouts there. Because it's not a stretch to say that that, that could have cost them a game oh, I think this it, year. I think yeah. it already did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it cost them the first game. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just it's somebody to help with those, just kind of be an overseer, mm-hmm. run the analytics with the game flow, and oh, you know what, you have, you know, you don't want to burn this time out because you want to save it later. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you know who your punt returner is going to be if your other punt returner gets injured. <laughs> so you have a punt returner on the field. Uh, you know, yeah. So yeah, so you have a punt returner on the field. So that's yeah, that's that's something interesting that. So yeah, I think that's a good. I, I, to me, that's a that's a positive thing. It is a little embarrassing that you didn't already have that. Yeah, though. that it took him this long to figure out that that was that big of a problem. But that's the answer to your question, uh, as you probably know. Why are people so down on Denver? Because of that. Um, people probably over overestimating how how bad Denver is. Because it, you know you're just not used to seeing that a football team that looks like wow they don't they don't know what they're doing. They don't have any idea. Uh, what they're doing here in these key fourth downs? No, I, that that's a fact, and I think it, it'll be interesting. I think people are a little too down on Denver. I think people are a little a little higher on the Niners than I would have imagined. Like that's the part that doesn't compute. Like I've said it a few times. Like there's so many people that are high on Trey Lance being the better option than Garoppolo, but now it's like, oh, Garo- like now Garoppolo better go beat Denver. Like really? <laughs> Okay. He's gonna JD. I'm telling like, you. Like it just like you. that's just like I'm not like I know a lot of people are gonna freak out because it's the NFL and that's what that's what you do week in week out. You overreact. You freak out. But if the Niners lose tomorrow. Like that's okay. Like oh boy, you lose tomorrow. Like you're that, back under like, five hundred. Let me you're tell back you in the mud. Let me tell you something. Yeah, that's true. And you got to fight your way out of it. But you know what? Losing tomorrow is not as bad as losing to Chicago in the opener. Like that was. That was an embarrassment. So what is the state of the 49ers that's coming up next year? It's Whitey and JD, and we are, of course, live from Friedman's Fall Clearance Sales event this weekend, only at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill, featuring live cooking demonstrations and one-of-a-kind specials on appliances. More from Friedman's coming up next. Whitey and JD, 95.7, the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson today, live from, where are we today, J.D.? Uh, Friedman's. Friedman's Fall Clearance Sales Event. This weekend only at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill, featuring live cooking demonstrations awesome. and one-of-a-kind specials on appliances. We're out here till 4. Get a chance to come by say hi. Uh, if you can't come by before 4, make sure you make it out here this weekend, uh, especially if you're in the market for an appliance of any kind. Uh, if you've never been to Friedman's, you will, as I am today, you will be absolutely Amazed. It just blow you away. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it just blow you away. The the assortment and and just the staff you're willing to to demonstrate, go through everything, show you how it operates, functionality, style. It's just it's all here. Yeah, uh, I was uh, really admiring your functionality when it came to oh. uh, consuming those ribs. Yeah, yeah. it was tr- <laughs> tremendous. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it because you know with the keys eh, and everything, eh. and you don't want to. And yeah. But I was like, you know what? It's, hey, we're only going to be here until 4, so you better, yeah. you better lock and load. Uh, Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570. 49ers Broncos tomorrow. I'm feeling pretty comfortable about this game from the 49ers standpoint. J.D. is not. Which side of that fence do you come down on? 888-957-9570. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Pleasanton. Kevin, you're on with J.D. and Whitey, 95-7 the game. What's up, Kevin? Guys, thanks a lot. I wanted to get in before you, you got off the air. So listen, uh, J.D., let me ask you one question. Would you love to have Jalen Hurts right now? Jalen Hurts? Right. Yeah, I'm just asking you a question. I mean, right now, yes, but projected okay, so, coming into the season, maybe not. Okay, so here's the deal. Kyle outthought himself. He tinkered a little too much. Jalen Hurts, all the things we're saying about Trey was all the things they were saying about Jalen Hurts. They finally got him a receiver that can take the ball over the top. That's what's the plan. Until they did that for Jalen, you couldn't see all the things he can do. Right now, Trey was hand, handcuffed. We know what he can't do, but what about he can? You need somebody to take the ball over the top. And unfortunately... With the young man, I think his name is uh, Gray, the rookie or whatever, he wasn't getting any burn at all. He got, he got some burn in the uh, preseason, but not in the uh, regular season. So I think he overplayed his hand, and now we're back to him being handcuffed with Jimmy. So can we make it in the playoffs? Yes. I don't think we can make it to the Super Bowl, but once we get a receiver to take it over the top, then we can see what Trey can do. That's my take. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that. Uh, what comes to mind here, as Kevin was making his case there, uh, is a point that you raised earlier, J.D. Jalen Hurts more of an elusive type runner than than we think Trey Lance, or that he looked yeah, like he, he is. He does point. run inside, but he can also run outside. He can also escape. And, and I'll, I'll give Jalen Hurts credit. He's yeah. made himself into a better th- – like right now Jalen Hurts is a better thrower than Trey Lance is. Like that's like flat out. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's something that you know, when you when you start to say – where did you think Trey Lance could get to this year? Where did you think he would be? Is he above your expectation or below it? 
Like, I would have thought Trey Lance could have been a better thrower than Jalen Hurts this year, but he's not, and that's a problem. <laughs> and so, uh, again, on the one hand, you give Jalen Hurts credit, but on the other hand, it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, I just think they're two different quarterbacks. In, in some ways, Hurts is more dynamic. And, and like, that, like, the concern that I have moving forward, and this is a concern that we're never going to see whether it plays out this season because Trey Lance is hurt, but he just he did not look dynamic. And, he didn't look and, comfortable, for and, one and, thing. You know, and so, like, it, it, like, there's a difference between a guy that has arm strength and a guy who's physically built and can break tackles and, and all of that. But he, he wasn't either put in positions to be elusive. He wasn't naturally escaping. And, like, you just didn't see – yeah, he has a great arm, but you didn't see him really and, – and it was one game and then the monsoon. So I, I don't even like really going down that road necessarily. But it just – for me, it's to the point of you're running you know, the QB power and, and you're doing all th- that kind of stuff. And it's just – are you doing that because – you don't trust him to throw it, maybe. Are you doing that because he's too slow to run to the outside? Possibly. Well, if that's the case, then what do you have? You're and, also, and that's what worries me moving forward. It's, well, what do you have? Because it's not his ceiling or his work ethic or his development. It's just, like, what does he do well? You're also doing that because you're trying to develop him while you're trying to win games. And obviously every team wants to win games. But Jalen Hurts had an opportunity to play – uh, with the Eagles when they were putting something together. Well, let's see, give him his reps, give him time to show what he can do. And the 49ers have struggled to create that luxury with Trey Lance. And, of course, we don't. he doesn't have this year. This was absolutely crucial to his development. But you don't have that chance. Oh, we're not going to win a lot of games this year, so let's see, you know, let's give him a chance and see what we got at the end of the year. You know, Kyle came close to doing that last year. Yeah. He came close to pulling the plug on Jimmy when they were, what, three and five? And deciding, you know what, we got to give Trey a chance to develop. But they didn't do that. So that's, to answer your question, that's why you do that. Because, like, well, we got to see what he can do. But we also we have to win this game. And right now, the way he helps us the most is with the power runs. So they were, you were at cross purposes. Well, yeah, it just, it, that, that was the only thing that he was doing well. And that's, but that isn't good if that's the only thing that, that he's doing well. Like, that, that leads me down the path of, if and maybe part of it was it was going to open up other things as well as but but if if that's and they were very effective I agree with you but those runs were very effective against but, Seattle but you they were but you can't you can't do that ten times a game I'm sorry you cannot do that ten ten thir- ten twelve thirteen times a game you can't a- otherwise you're going to get hurt yeah and he ended up getting hurt mm-hmm. and I know freakish injury. It happens, but the more you do it, the more apt the guy's going to get yeah. hurt. So even if you wanted to have him out there longer term, you're not going to have him out there longer term. But, but the, the thing that I, I just I can't shake with this is if you're doing it because you have to do it, that's one thing. But, if you're, it, but it also is, a, is a alarming to the tune that you – like. It just did you. That's when I start saying, "Did you pick the right guy or not?" Like, do you? Does he have? Like, because you're doing it because you want. You're doing it because it's the one thing that he does well. But if that's all he's got in the bag, and the and then you and then Jimmy gets in there and you're throwing all the short stuff and it looks like like a real offense again. It, you know, it's just I don't know. It's just that like to me there. If he was doing it because he didn't trust him to throw, that's a problem. Like that just was not 
like that doesn't bode well for the future as much as I don't want to be the guy that ends the future of what Trey Lance can be today. We know that Steve Kerr has admitted that he doesn't feel the Warriors did James Wiseman any favors in terms of how they played him as as a rookie. We talked about that earlier. At this point, I think you could say the same thing about the 49ers. Circumstances were a little different, but I think it's fair to question the way they've handled Trey Lance because he hasn't had that opportunity to grow that a young quarterback like that needs. And so they were going to try to do that this year when you're also trying to win a Super Bowl. So that's where I think they miscalculated the whole timeline of where we are with the quarterback. When is Trey going to be that guy? When they needed him to be the guy, he wasn't ready yet. So we'll we'll have to get him ready now as we're also trying to win games. So that wasn't really a a fair situation for him. And that's why, well, we got to play him now. And that's why there's this sense of relief that now they're out from under that, all those questions. No relief at all, thank goodness he's hurt, but now we don't have to sort through that, at least for now. It just kicks that down the road, but at least this year you're not having to deal with that. 510 on the Comcast Business text line, that's crazy. Lance, in the limited time, he had at least three or four throws that Jimmy can't make. That's true. There were also three or four throws that Jimmy does make that Trey can't make. Like, it's it's the same kind of thing. It And, again, Somebody else coming down my road to 510, JD, it's kind of weak that you say the Niners would have won against the Bears with Jimmy Garoppolo unless you said it before the game, uh, unless you have the tape from prior uh, from prior to the game. The, the, well, how would you you don't well, know before the game how the game's going to well, play but out? What I, but, yeah. but, but the one thing that I am comfortable with, it goes back to the bigger point that I've made a lot, which is Jimmy can play at a certain level, and it's not great. And you look at his line at the end of the day, and you're like, oh, it was solid, it was okay, it was average, it was mediocre, however you want to qualify it <laughs> on a given day. Hey, but they were, but it was good enough for them to win because he did this, this, and this, and other things they did worked out. And, and I, I've said this a lot, my biggest fear for the 49ers would be that Trey Lance puts up Garoppolo-type lines, which everybody thinks should be fine, but then you don't win at the same level. And to me, the Bears game is the, the first indicator of that. Like, was, was Trey Lance the reason the Niners lost? No, not necessarily. But they didn't win, and then you look at his line, you go, you know what, you probably needed a little bit more. That didn't happen, especially against bad teams, very frequently with, with Garoppolo quarterback. Didn't win every game. I, I understand they lost to Colt McCoy. Didn't play well in the, in the rain, whatever. Like, I get all of that. But the point that I'm trying to make is the fact that, like, to me, the first game was a red flag along those lines of – Pedestrian, mediocre, average numbers, some good, some bad. 90% of the time you were winning that game. Now you were 0-1 the first time you played that game with the new quarterback. That would worry me. Yes. Because you always lost that game when Nick Mullins did that, and you always lost that game when Beathard did that, and you always lost that game when Hoyer did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. J.D., the 49ers have had to face this unhappy fact, and I think 49er fans are having a hard time with it. It's possible that the assumption that Trey Lance is going to be a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo, it's possible that's not true. It is possible. Yeah. Now, we knew it was possible, but it's like, well, it doesn't matter. We'll give him a chance. But I think the 49ers thought he'd be further along than he is now. And he may end up still next year being light years better than Jimmy's ever been. But it's been interesting, the pushback on 
people like you, not you personally, I don't mean to no, make you as some kind of martyr. It's not a personal thing. No, but people like you who've pointed out that, you know what, he was not very accurate in camp. There was a lot of pushback on the all camp numbers. They don't matter. Yeah, the what defense is, is elite. Yeah. He's doing it against it. Yeah. And a lot of it wasn't the defense. It was just a play that was open that should be made. If yeah. anything, they beat the defense. Yes. But, and you touched on it earlier, maybe the key to this whole thing, the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo, that they went to Jimmy. Jimmy, is there any chance you'd want to come back? If that was because they realized Trey's not as far along as we thought, then, then you've got you've got to face the fact that maybe Trey, and it's too early to make this uh, declaration, maybe Trey is not going to be light years better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Time will tell. Yes. And, but and I just think that possibility now seems more – it seems like more of a possibility than it has at any point since they drafted Trey Lance. There were just so many people that were so sure that it was going to be automatic and it was going to be rapid. Like, it was just very quickly. Like, see, he's better. Like, they're, like, see, he's better. That was and the hope, and obviously. And to me, that was that – was, it was the hope, but it was overly – Without seeing him play a lot, it was just it, it, it just seemed oversimplified to me. Like it just and and I think you know, I do think part of it was Jimmy's willingness to come back. But but to me, you you ask because you're not seeing what you want to be seeing mm-hmm. because you know that if you do have to make a change, not that you intend to, and if you win enough, you you keep it rolling with with Trey. But I do think Kyle Shanahan knew. Hey, as long as I get everybody on the same page and tell them if we win, hey, we're winning and developing a young quarterback. This is great for us. This is great for everybody in this room. Maybe we can win a Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe not, but maybe we can't. But if it does go awry, I'll make the switch. And I know that you all have confidence that, that Jimmy can get it done. So that at that point, at the point in which I have to make the switch, it's an e- it's easy because you guys believe in him. So there's no issue there. It's just when do, you know when do we do it? But I'm committed to him now. And I just, to me, it was already heading down the path of they were probably going to be forced to make a switch at some point. Because of performance, not because, because of injury. Because of yeah. performance. Yeah. Well, like, I think, and we'll never know. And, and look, the one thing that I've also said, and I mean, and for those that, that think Trey was going to be awesome and going to be better than Jimmy already, the one thing I know, and this is back in play now because, we're, because it, it's part of the unknown, how well, when Jimmy doesn't play well, and Jimmy inevitably will not play well, maybe he doesn't play well tomorrow, but <laughs> the, the, the belief of what Trey would have been without having to actually see him play will be far greater than Jimmy on Jimmy's worst day. I will tell you that, because that happened a lot last year, and that was a big part of the hype coming into this year. The, the, like, all of the things Trey... Would have done better than Jimmy will be on display every single time Jimmy doesn't play well. The other side of that same coin, how likely is it that at some point over the next month we're going to hear people saying it's Brock Purdy time? <laughs> That's going to happen if Jimmy struggles. Well, if they don't, if, if they don't win. Yeah. If they don't Pardon win. Fly. Yeah. yeah. No, if, if they don't win. If, mm-hmm. if, or if it gets to the point where it's like, okay, the season's over. But, I mean, they're half a season away from that. 
Don't you think already? I do. I, I think, See, I don't. Think I th- that one, I don't. No, I think there are fans who are already leaning that way. I think there are anti-Garoppolo fans who love Brock Purdy, and I think if the 49ers struggle, I don't think the 49ers are thinking that. Oh, gotcha, But yeah. I think there are going to be some fans, if they struggle for a stretch, as they may. They did last year. I mean, they could I win. They could, they, could, they could be one and three. Like, we could be a, a week from Tuesday, mm-hmm. Monday night. They're one and three. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's on the table. It was clearly on the table before Trey got hurt. It's still on the table now. Like, I am like I am not the guy. A lot of people say I'm down on Trey. I'm also not the guy that looks at, like, hey, this is a panacea at Jimmy's. Like, Jimmy's going to run off eight in a row, and they're going to be nine and one. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, that's definitely, like, that's not a lock either. Like, I think they've got a better chance to win week to week with Jimmy. But nothing's a lock. We've seen that. I, they've got a better shot of bouncing back if they – like, I'll, I'll say this. they got a better shot if they're 1-3 and three of bouncing back with Jimmy than they would have 1-3 and three and, and you don't yeah. have Jimmy on the roster and your young quarterback struggling. Short term, they don't have to deal with that distraction, uh, that uncertainty anymore. Um, big picture, it's really unfortunate that Trey Lance isn't getting the chance to play that he had because that puts him further behind in terms of his development. And you only get so many chances for that. That's really unfortunate, even though it's short-term, there is some benefit to just doing that. All right, look, you know what? Let's go get him. Jimmy's the guy. Now, if Jimmy gets hurt, it's oh, your season's over. 5-1-0. People were basing Lance on being better on the fact that Jimmy was so bad at the basics. He made rookie decisions consistently, so the bar was low. Well, the one thing that we found, and I think we saw it last week, is Jimmy does the basics better than Trey does. <laughs> like, that's just reality. And like, he has. And, that, and it was kind of a joke to think that. Like, that was the one argument that I really did have a problem with. It was this notion that, well, the bar's so low, Trey can do the basics. Well, no, actually, Jimmy does the basics pretty well. A lot better well, than you think. We talked about that a lot. People, a lot of people were blind to the things that Jimmy was doing well. And, and he wasn't, he doesn't suck. And he's not a terrible quarterback. Right. And he's much better than, than Trey Lance has been to this point. Much better at running the offense. Like that's just. Much better. That's just wrong. <laughs> like people that think, hey, Jimmy was so bad at the basics that the bar was low. Like that's just flat wrong. Like that's it's that's not, just like it's not correct. Like that just didn't like, and that never equated. Mm-hmm. And like like Trey was gonna have to be pretty good to be at that level. And I think that's where it was already. I don't I don't want to say slipping off the rails or anything, but that's where it was a little bit off track. Even through one game, was that? And, and again, there were a lot of things that happened in that game to where. Oh, it wasn't. It was really this. It was. It was yeah. raining. It was. First game, you know what? Okay, okay, fine. You lost to the Bears. You lost to the Bears. Yeah, and if you win tomorrow, I get the Febreze out over that loss to the Bears. Well, you yeah, you yeah. win tomorrow a little bit. I mean, it's yeah, you win tomorrow. It's a, I mean, that would be most difficult game to date, and you want it, and you want it with Jimmy. Like at that point, it's look out. You know, we we talked earlier about those two thousand Ravens, mm-hmm. two thousand Ravens, and how you know they had uh, Trent Dilfer, who's a wonderful guy, but wasn't a great quarterback, and he just was good enough for that defense to win games. It's not to that extent, but there's a similar element at work with this Forty Nine er team, and we don't think of them that way because you know Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, but who was the coach of the Ravens? Brian Billick, 
who was an offensive coordinator. So it's still more about certainly running the ball, but also what the 49ers do defensively. And they don't need as much from Jimmy as other teams need from their quarterback to win. And obviously the 49ers were hoping that they'd get a little more from Trey. <sighs> Maybe they will next year. But right now Jimmy gives them a really good chance to win, and he's a really good quarterback for, for this particular team. Um, the way this team is built, um, Jimmy has the right mentality to be the quarterback of this team. And the tough part for next year, and it's it's a next year problem, but the tough part is what happens if you win yes. a lot of games Absolutely. this year. And forget about oh. forget about the Super Bowl. Yes. But if you just you win, you win tw- eleven games, ten, eleven games, win a playoff game, lose what like then it's well, do you keep Jimmy or not? Right. Do you keep Jimmy or not? Because Trey's where he. The, all the quarterback confusion this year, it's you kicked it down the road, which is great but it's for now. Still but there. Next, next year, it's worse, potentially. potentially. If he wins next year, it's even more confusing. Potentially. And it's going to be even more difficult to uh, extricate yourself no from question. all the tentacles of confusion there. It's been great, J.D. Thanks. Have a great flight. Yeah, so Absolutely. we're going to hear you on the air tomorrow from Denver? Yeah, I'll be on tomorrow with Larry and Lowe pregame, and then on with Kyle and Allen postgame as well for uh, for a segment. All so, right. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. And uh, have fun at uh, the Rockies game tomorrow too. Yeah, just a couple innings. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to everybody here at Friedman's. And, look, make sure you join uh, Friedman's this weekend, Friedman's Fall Clearance Sales Event this weekend only, Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill, featuring live cooking demonstrations and one-of-a-kind specials on appliances, uh, especially if you're in the market for a new appliance. you got to get out here. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Fox Sports is next right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.